Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Wednesday, February 28th, 2024, and this is episode 643 of the Lots Project podcast, and it's titled Coming to a Local drive Through." <laughs> and I'll be chatting about an interesting article I read about Wendy's, some observations about the TV show alone, and a little bit more depending on what goes on in the chat. Good morning. Good morning. Let's chat. check out who's in the coffee crew hanging out in the live chat. Grab a cup of coffee and hang out for about an hour. I appreciate you being here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hope everybody is doing well. Just trying to get some stuff organized here. I'm going to start pushing this Noster thing a little bit harder. Um, and so I'm trying to figure out how to manage um, how to manage all this stuff and how to make it all work and make sure that um, I'm paying enough attention to everything around. So good morning. Let's see who's in the chat. Pip in early with a with a banger this morning after Taco Tuesday. Welcome to Up Wednesday. Ooh, Pip. Too much salad for breakfast, my man. Rage Rewilder Life says snow and sideways up in Michigan this morning. Pip rebuts with 59 degrees and awesome sunrise high in the mid 80s. That sounds fantastic. Yesterday was um yesterday was pretty nice here. Windy. It's been windy recently, but uh temps were nice. We were uh I think we were in the 70s, high 60s, 70s. And then right now we got storms rolling in and uh, it's supposed to get cold for another couple days. Morning, Gen G. Haven't uh, haven't scared you off yet. Thanks for stopping back again. Thanks for joining the Telegram group. I appreciate that. Uh, Mike's Homestead hanging out. Michael Sparks in Nevada, 4 a.m. in Nevada. No coffee yet. There's coffee everywhere there, my man. Go grab a cup. Haas, how we doing? And Jen is also up in uh, out in in Nevada too. So, good morning, guys. One take record swinging in. How's it going, my man? Uh, shorts going to be shorts going to be getting shuffled up a little bit today. Uh, threw you a note last night. Did you end up reading it and uh, digesting it well? I hope. Uh, anyway, what is in the cup this morning? We got uh, we got yesterday when I was going to. Um, when I was going to go grab my coffee, I had a, a surprise. Um, I had a surprise, uh, a surprise fly out of the cupboard at me right into my hand. And so I made that, uh, I made that Tanzanian pea berry this morning. I was dead set on, uh, I was bringing in, I was dead set on bringing in that, uh, Hector, the light Colombian, and man, he is, uh, he's sitting in that cup and whew, he's good this morning. Hector, my man, Hector, the light Colombian in the cup. And whew, it is good. It is good. Morning Hunter over on Twitch, hanging out. Hope everything is going well with you this morning. Hope the comfrey is going well. Uh, I did quick update, did get a picture from Jamie at off grid ping of the, the whole plants. Uh, I did a video uh, a couple weeks ago. I think it was a couple of weeks ago now about installing the whole plant, uh, one to two year plants, uh, at his homestead there. And, um, uh Oh, squirrels. And I, uh, I got it in and his chickens immediately went after it. Like we planted crowns, we planted roots in a little area. We did a, a video and then he took off and was planting the rest of the roots because we cut it into a million pieces. Like if you watch the video over on YouTube, you will see how much you actually get when you get a whole plant when you order it. But Jamie took all the all the cuttings and was going around the property. I had to go work on Tim's for a little bit. And uh, yeah, he dumped them all in all over different spots, trying out different soils and, and light amounts and water amounts and came back and his chickens and his dog had just decimated where we planted the crowns and everything like chickens picked it all apart dog was like digging up root cuttings and like taking them somewhere else we were like oh crap 
And so he threw some, uh, he threw some empty, uh, pots over him and let him sit and, uh, and got around to getting a fence around him, pulled the pots off. He thought he had killed him with the pots over him. And I think he might've made like a little microclimate or something. And there was holes in the pots so that the light was getting in just enough. And he sent me a picture and he had like a bunch of growth for, for what the weather's been here and the time of year and the fact that it was just transplanted and, and planted and it wasn't even a full crown. It was like a partial crown. Yeah. It likes where it's at for sure. So I'm excited about that. Going to be out there this weekend, hopefully, and, uh, and take a look with my own eyes, maybe get a little update video going. So, Oh, good morning, Jim. How we doing? How we doing? Uh, hips a little stiff or something this morning. Had to waddle out to the chair to watch the show. Um, just running behind. Uh, Muselex or anything help? I don't know. I don't know what it's like when you get to your age. Good morning, Jim. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. Um, Stoic thought. I, I think I'm going to hold on to that for the thoughts about alone. I think I think thoughts about alone and the the daily stoic like if I could memorize that book I could probably be on alone for a while <laughs> for a while um <laughs> Rewilder life says shoot I'm waddling to the chair today yeah I I mean I talked about my uh, I I talked about my feet issues the other day too with the with the hiking boots Seems like everybody's having some uh, rewilder life's having some some feet issues too. She went for a walk with some of the wrong shoes last week and uh, is still suffering the consequences. Pips as his age yet. <laughs> I mean, we all get older, but I don't think I'll ever catch him. I don't think I'll ever catch him. Good morning for Canadian Farmstead. Thanks for swinging in. How's the weather in Canada? Canada. I see. Uh, I see those boys up in uh, in Alberta. We're having having a little bit of a cold cold snap last night, and you were saying it's not bad over over where you're at. So, what's it supposed to be like today? Pip says it's going to be eighty in Florida. <laughs> um. Anyway. Anyway. Let's uh, ten C and foggy. Ten C. Was that like 45-ish F, like freedom, F, freedom mutants? Uh, anyway, that uh, that Daily Stoic thought yesterday was pretty, pretty solid. Um, if you're reading it, you, you know, you know the gist of it. But if you're not basically talking about not giving, how did the words go? Here, I got it right here. I keep it a trusty by my side. Um, not giving any possible outcome to a situation any more power or preference. So whether it goes bad, whether it goes good, it is what it is, and um, it's a direct result of a the 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 um, um it it got hey Jim how we doing I see you over on uh, over on Noster there sweet uh, have it up on my phone so this might be a interesting solution to that screen issue um so basically not giving any any more power to either outcome of a situation so basically if it goes good yay if it goes bad yay it is a direct result of whatever you put into it is is kind of the skin level of of what i took from it so it was good it was good um basically don't let the man get you down it is what it is in the end, I kept going back to just don't let it bother you. Just don't let it bother you was the the theme that kept running through my head. So <coughs> anyway, one thing, one thing on the top of the list today was an article that I read yesterday. I read it. Um, yeah, basically mid morning as I was having uh, as I was having my tea because I've shifted from a second French press of coffee to uh, to a cup of tea in the morning. And I, I read the Daily Stoic and I was sitting here and didn't really, wasn't ready to dive into getting any work done. And so I did pull up, uh, I can't even remember where I saw it. It was either, it was either Facebook. I was checking how, uh, how a post was doing. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, any place I was intentionally going to consume content. And I happened to be trying to find what I was looking for. 
And I saw an article about Wendy's. Now, Corey and I were trying to figure out the last time we had fast food. Not not go out, um, not go out and and have food not at home. Like we do that quite often. I once a week, twice a week, something like that. But legit fast food, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Arby's, whatever your favorite is. Um, we we're trying to figure out when the last time we had that was, and we came to the conclusion it was Whataburger on our way from Texas to Tennessee. Morning, Mike's Philippine Nomad. Thanks for stopping, man. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you swinging in. Um, so we figured it it was Whataburger on our way from Texas to Tennessee. So we did the math. That would have been right around a year ago-ish, give or take a couple weeks. So that was really, <coughs> excuse me, that was really the last time we had fast food. Um, the, the time before that and, and the one that really, the, the Whataburger was basically, we had heard so much nonstop about it since we were in Texas, like literally the people buy onesies with the logo on the onesie for their kids. Um, it is like a culture down there, I guess. I didn't understand it. I, I had the stuff and I was like, meh. Nah, it's it's a it's a it's a mid it's a mid level for uh, as far as as fast food goes. It's better than McDonald's. It's it's in that like um, Hardee's second tier uh, second tier fast food. I, I would guess, but um, we stopped to see what it was like. The time before that was a Burger King where we were staying in Texas a, a month or two before that, and it was absolutely horrific. Like we ate it and we were like, what, why, why did we stop here? And holy crap, how expensive is this? So I've been kind of out of the, the fast food loop for a long time year before that, uh, before that we went through a, a period where when we were transitioning to leave, we were, we were getting fast food a lot because we were kind of shutting the farm down. But prior to that, we we went a long, long time with no fast food. We're eating super clean. We were we were producing a lot of the food on our farm. And um... <laughs> yeah, Rachel, Rachel's had a hasn't had fast food in a while either. I can understand why. Um, but we uh, so we've had a love of, a love hate with it. And and every time we go a long period of time without eating it, then you eat it. Brian says uh, one take record says he got he got Candace a bag of dicks, um, dicks burgers, not a bag of dicks. Uh, uh, got a bag of dicks a few weeks ago. It hurt her tummy. Every time, every time we go for a while and don't um, don't have it, and then have it, we're like, why? Why? But for some reason, this article caught my eye. It was about Wendy's. I used to like Wendy's. Wendy's, Wendy's was I, I would call that the, that second tier, um, right there with Hardee's or or Whataburger. Back from my consuming days, this might have changed, guys. So don't scream at me if Wendy's is is the bottom of the barrel anymore. But I um, I I liked Wendy's. It was all right. It was it was uh, well, it was what it was, I guess. But I saw the I saw this article and it said something about um, Wendy's had their earnings call. One take record says you remember it tasting good. The illusion of marketing and memory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was something that that Wendy's had had their earnings call and some of the things that they mentioned in the near future kind of piqued my interest. So I read the article. I read the article and I'm glad I did. It's not anything that I'm going to have to deal with directly with um, the, the, 
not going to have to directly deal with it with fast food because I'm not going to go to fast food restaurants. I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much done with fast food. I like, I just, I just don't, if I'm going to stop and spend the money, I'm just going to go in and sit, sit down someplace and get something that might be actually cooked in the kitchen, not just like warmed up, I guess. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm really struggling with the eating thing, but, um, Hunter said a strawberry frosty came out after I got on keto. I didn't even know about a strawberry frosty. Um, so this isn't something I'm going to have to deal directly with with fast food, but very, very prominent um, topics in this article. And it was two. It was two things that really sparked my interest in it. The first one was their transition to all digital menu boards in the drive-thrus by 2025 all their restaurants i think it was the end of 25 2025 good morning backwoods butcher thanks for swinging in awesome job on the lives yesterday keep it going uh yeah awesome so by 2025 uh beginning or end i'm not sure which it was um which it was, but they were transitioning all their outside ordering boards to digital menus. And it's, it's it hasn't been long enough since I've been to a, a fast food restaurant that I haven't seen the digital menus, uh, both inside, majority inside, but some outside. That wasn't the interesting part to me. The digital menus is what it is. The interesting part was, was how they were talking about how they were going to, um, integrate AI into their digital menu boards and into their um, their computerized uh, customer service. So the girl that takes your order is no longer going to be a girl or a guy or a trans or anything. It's going to be a fucking computer, which is probably better. I'll get to that in a minute. But um, they're going to they're going to integrate AI into the order boards to manipulate the order boards per person coming up. Also, real time editing of um, the script, I guess. Uh, you know, when you walk up and they're like, welcome to make the welcome to Wendy's. Would you like to try a Baconator this morning? And you're like, no, dude, it's like seven in the morning. I want pancakes. Because the person inside doesn't give two flying fucks about what they're having them say. I went through this when I bartended in corporate corporate places um, that all they wanted you to do was push their shitty drinks that they made. Uh, push their overpriced stuff that they made. And I felt cheesy car salesman like, um, cheesy car salesman like. So, <sighs> well, okay, so here's the deal. Um, one take record says, says, so if a fat dude stands in front of it, it suggests large sizes. And Jim uh, says, if it speeds up the ordering process, I'm all for it. Okay, good and bad. This first part, double-edged sword, I think. So we'll talk about that in a second. The second part of the article that intrigued me was, and I, <laughs> I don't know, they're going to, they're going to start testing and playing with surge pricing models at a fast food restaurant. If you don't know what surge pricing is, it's basically like things are more expensive when it's busy. So Uber is somebody that's really perfected this at the moment. Um, that the Uber rates go up the busier they are. I think I think some of the the DoorDash type um the DoorDash type places and things like that also do this. So as demand increases, rush hour, um things like that, 
it will increase the price of the products depending on how busy the restaurant is. So basically at dinner time, your Baconator might cost you $12, but at two in the morning, your Baconator might cost you three bucks. So I get, I get the theory behind this. The busier it is, the longer, the more staff they need on staff because of the, 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 the flow of the restaurant. And this is looking long-term. Like when you run a restaurant, you have to understand that. You have to understand that uh, when there's, when there's more orders coming in, you need more staff there, but you're actually making more money because you're selling more product, which covers the staff. Like there's a whole formula that's been used to accomplish this um, for a long, long time. Now, I think what's going on is Wendy's is going to transition to no employees. No employees. So there isn't this variable uh, labor. It's just how fast the machines can pump out the products. <laughs> one take record says capturing all the available markets that's another thing um people are going to wait in line <laughs> yeah uh people are going to wait in line at dinner time they're going to be hungry they're going to want their baconator and they're going to um they're going to get to the the front and they're not even going to notice it's a different price i'm guessing surge pricing in Fast food is going to be fluctuation of a couple bucks, maybe, unless we go all idiocracy and the stock crashes and the and the price goes to zero and everybody gets auto laid off and the, the economy crumbles because Wendy's installed AI powered surge pricing. Um, <laughs> Michael Sparks says I'm explaining it 100% better than idiots on Fox News. Well, thanks. I'm I'm better than an, I'm, I'm I'm above an idiot level. Perfect. Um so so what I what I picture is dinner time, long line, you got screaming kids in the fucking back seat of the car that like won't shut the fuck up because you're not going to go to Wendy's uh or Whataburger. They got their they've had their Whataburger onesie on since they were like an infant and they've had that Whataburger Coke in their, in their pie hole since they were a kid. And the only way you can shut those little bastards up is to get them a Whataburger and shove it in their mouth. You get to Whataburger at dinner time and you're waiting in line and you get up and you look at the fucking smiley meal or whatever it's called. And it's, it's $71. And you turn around and you look at your kids and you go, What is it worth to shut those little bastards up? $71 it is. $71 it is. <laughs> Jim says poor people aren't stupid. That's a myth. <laughs> some pe some poor people are stupid. And some rich people are stupid too. <laughs> but One Take Records said it capturing all the available market. How... How convenient is that for the stoner who's up at three in the morning with munchies and he's like, shit, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to Wendy's. There's nobody there. And I get cheap burgers. It incentivizes people to come in the downtimes is another benefit of uh, surge pricing. I think there's a lot of, um, <laughs> Rachel, Free Wilder Life says, just go home and make a burger. It's cheaper, faster, and healthier. Better yet, make a ton of them and warm them all up all week. You got it. You got it. Um, but I think it's um I think it's something that's going to be coming. I think as we automate things, as we install systems that are analyzing real-time metrics as we are is we are installing systems that not only can analyze real uh real-time metrics can adjust can adjust things 
in the in the real world. So AI is reading the the point of sale as it's scanning things uh, at Walmart, and we see that everybody is buying toilet paper because COVID happened again, and we're all stocking up on toilet paper, and and we're scanning it and scanning it and scanning it, and the AI and the point of sale in the in the in the background running the Walmart says, holy shit, people are buying, and it just goes up incrementally. I see that. I see that for sure. Um, Backwood says most people are stupid. Corey and I actually said that yesterday. Somebody drove past us and there was this whole situation with a school bus and yellow lights and red lights and all sorts of fucking, it was idiocy for sure. But Corey and I looked at each other and said, man, fucking people are stupid. And we assumed that it was like a young kid or she assumed it was a young kid. I had seen the guy drive by and he was old. And I was like, it's not just kids anymore. You know, we were like, oh, those fucking kids are so stupid. It's not kids, guys. It's it's like the majority of people around you. I think if you're listening to this show, you're probably smart. <laughs> I hope you are. I hope that makes you in the smart category. But the people around you are not. The majority of people around you are not. Not with it. Just look around. Look around. I think somebody said it a ways back that, you know, the average person, you got to think about the average intelligence and it's kind of going down. I'm pretty sure we we've we've explored those statistics. The average intelligence is going down, but you got to think if you're above average, there's a bunch of people below you to get to average. But then there's a whole shitload below that that are below average. Rewilder Life says we need to hand out Darwin Awards. That is actually on my list of um, of stuff to, to put in a pile for when I don't have shit to talk about. Darwin Awards, um, TikTok conspiracies. This, these are easy button things for me to talk about. <laughs> but anyway, back to the surge pricing. Um, is it a good thing? I don't know. I don't know. Is if everything goes to automation, and I think Jack Spierko talked about this a long time ago with John Pugliano. I think they they kind of put out the the feelers that you know the world of industry, the world of everything is changing to automation. I've heard this, I've heard it over and over, and the first thing I thought about is machines won't be able to fix the machines. I'm in a good spot. I know how to fix shit. I'm a technician. I know how to troubleshoot shit. If anything came to be, if this robotic world all takes place, they're still going to need people to fix the shit. It might be the only couple employees in the place. Maybe somebody like a manager to uh, to handle the money and the and and whatever. Even if there is cash money, usually I bet it'll be digital real soon. Uh, but somebody to fix the fucking conveyor belt. Somebody to fix the robot making the burgers. Somebody to fix the the robot stocking the shelves. Like that's where your employment's going to be. And all these people that are doing all these customer service jobs, all these people doing all these um, stock the shelf jobs. It's easier to it's easier to pay a machine. You know what you pay a machine the first time you get it and every time you fix it. You know when you got to pay an employee? All the fucking time. You got to deal with them, too. Robots usually don't talk back. They might by that point, but... Anyway, surge pricing kind of... Um, surge pricing got me thinking, but the AI menu boards... The AI menu boards... Rewilder Life says a me you don't have to worry about a machine showing up. There is that. There is that. Um. The the thing that really got me thinking about the article was more the AI menu boards and how this could be a good thing or a bad thing, really. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, picture this. Brian, Brian at One Take Records said... Um, 
fat guy rolls up and they suggest a salad. Yeah, right. They want to sell more shit. But here's a scenario that kind of played out in my head. Guy's driving, goes to, let's use Wendy's, goes to Wendy's, gets the same thing he gets every day, every time at Wendy's. We'll go with what I used to get. I used to get that Baconator they were talking about. Baconator, only ketchup and mustard. So bacon, cheese, ketchup, mustard, burger patties. I don't want any vegetables on my fucking hamburger. I don't need any jizz sauce, mayo, or anything like that. I just want ketchup and mustard and my cheeseburger and my bacon. So I order it. Half the time, the the ignoramus that's taking the order can't type it into the fucking computer right. And even if they managed to get it typed into the computer right because they started checking it, so you had to check their work as the customer. You had to look at the screen and go, yup, you, 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 you heard me, and you press the right buttons. Yup, that's right. Now you got to hope that the fucking idiot in the kitchen can first of all read can second of all distinguish between the different condiments and the third thing is that they give two flying fucks enough to put it together right so we made it through the second hurdle and the and the thing is made right now you have to determine whether the employees inside are going to get it into your bag that they even care especially if there's a line at the at the drive through this is these are part of the reasons why I quit going to these places other than the fact that it tore my stomach up and made me like make sure I was within a, a reasonable distance of uh, of of some place I could be alone um but yeah you're like running the gauntlet and you finally get your 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 food and then you taste it and you're like huh nah Kyle says I substitute everything. I end up like the dude where in where's my car with the Chinese drive-thru. <laughs> and then and then and then. Um, so that is just a horrible piss poor experience. Piss poor. Piss poor. So now imagine, now imagine you drive up, you driving through the drive-thru lane and it scans your license plate. It, it, your order history is automatically lo- preloaded into the menu. The AI evaluates it and says, dude only likes ketchup and mustard on his burger. And uh, it says, hey, Brian, welcome to Wendy's. Would you like a Baconator with only ketchup and mustard today? And I'm like, well, I sure am. That's exactly why I'm here. Thank you. Roll up, scan my CD, C, uh, CBDC card with my UBI on it. Robot in the back gets the signal. No kid with his earbuds on thinking about his rap career or whatever is going to go on after work. It's just a it's just a machine back there. Comes on the comes on the uh, conveyor belt rolls out, drops in the bag, and a robot picks it up and goes, thank you very much, sir. Here's your meal. Have a good day. Have a good day. And uh, your your order is made. It's correct. They knew what you wanted. I'm like, God, oh, this, is, this is okay. This is okay. Jim says, if we can get a Baconator with UBI, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm like, we like this. We like this. This is this is, this is is going in the right direction. This is improving. And then I had this dystopian thought where I'm like, so I go to, I go to Wendy's. I get my Baconator because that's what I always get. But every time I go to Wendy's, and this might have happened to you, you look at the menu. You go over the whole menu and you're like, Man, that chicken sandwich looks really, really good. But I don't know. I really like the Baconator. I really like the Baconator with my ketchup and mustard. I'm going to stick with that today. 
And then you get the Baconator and you're like, nah, it really wasn't as good as it used to be. Maybe I should have got the chicken. And if you're like me, if your wife's in the car, all you do is bitch about it the whole way home. Like, this fucking burger wasn't that good. I really wish I had tried the sandwich. I really wish I had tried the sandwich. So in this weird future dystopian world that I um, that I went to, we roll up. And I'm driving my friend's car, so it's not going to be able to scan my license plate. It does facial recognition because I've been to Wendy's before and I, I consented on the when I paid in the terms of service that they can scan my face and store my store my data. And I'm in my buddy's car and and I roll up and they're like, hey, Brian, how's it going? Do you want your Baconator with ketchup and mustard or do you know what's been really good today? And a lot of people have liked it. That chicken sandwich you've been thinking about. And I'm like, well, I have been thinking about a chicken sandwich. I wonder how you know that. I don't have my license plate here. And they say, well, we can't tell you, but I'll let you in on a little secret. Your car told us. You know, because every time you left Wendy's and bitched about your Baconator and wanted that chicken sandwich, your car was listening to you and it would send us a message because you were at Wendy's and you were talking about us. And when you signed up for that Starlink service in your car... You gave us a permission to send out all that marketing information to Wendy's and they pay us a lot of money for it. So when I scanned my face and knew I was thinking, knew I was thinking about getting that chicken sandwich. That's the suggestive ordering I think that they're going to do. That's the kind of interlinking of everything that's going to happen. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But that's right where my brain went to when I was thinking about this whole AI order screen thing. It's also going to adjust the screen depending on who you are, what's available, um, different products, different adjustments, different color schemes, all, all the marketing Jim says Chevy drivers eat more chicken. Is it chicken or cock? Because that's a male chicken. I I am the farthest person from talking about car types. I do not give two shits. <laughs> Ford, Ford, Chevy. Like I don't, I don't know. We we walk this road all the time and cars go by and people wave. Different people wave. You notice different people. People stop and talk to you. This and that. Um, they say, you know, whatever they're memorable. So then like two days later, Corey will be like, you know, the one that drove by in the blazer. And I'm like, oh yeah, that guy that just went by. She's like, no, that's a, that's, that's a Chevy or that's a Ford. Like, see, I don't even fucking know. He's back there laughing her ass off. Chevy, a Chevy is a blazer. A shoot, a schooner is a sailboat. What movie is that from? If you can tell me what movie that's from, a schooner is a sailboat. I'll give you two sats in the Telegram chat. <laughs> Kyle, backwards butcher knows Kyle. Kyle drives a Chevy because Chevy drivers like roosters. Ah. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> One take records. No, it's not. It's not Caddyshack. It's not Caddyshack. I'll give you a clue. Uh, my father-in-law worked on the set of the movie. My father-in-law worked on the set of the movie, and from all the overtime that he got from working on the set of the movie, he bought my wife a go-kart and her brother. Both got go-karts. Two go-karts? Two go-karts. Two go-karts. From the overtime earned from the movie that they said, it's not a scooter, it's a sailboat. A scooter is a sailboat. Yeah. I might be a little off on the wording. It's been a long time since I've seen it. 
Oh, man. So coming to a drive-thru near you, coming to a drive-thru near you, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It It's getting to get weird, guys. It's really, it's really, really, really going to get weird. Pip nailed it. Pip got it. Pip says, say, would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel? Attaboy, Pip. I owe you two sats, my man. I owe you two sats. Because if you if you drop that line, you obviously know. <laughs> Don't want to ruin it. What a, what a nice guy. He didn't ruin it, for, ruin it for anybody else. The old stink palm. <laughs> oh, man. Taco Tuesday, Corey and I went and got tacos last night. I had a, uh, I had the quesadilla Cancun and a tamale. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Quesadilla Cancun is, uh, is shrimp and chorizo in a, in a quesadilla. Good stuff. Good stuff. I was going to get the other shrimp taco like I did the last time uh, instead of the tamale, but that kind of that kind of gave me circus tummy last time. So I, I skipped the second shrimp taco and went with the tamale. <laughs> Backwards Butcher says, I'm currently cooking quesadillas for breakfast. <laughs> Rewilder says, four-wheel drives here. You ain't getting it anywhere. Uh, they're all old and we'll fix them ourselves. I loved... I loved our Subaru. Our Subaru, the all-wheel drive Outback, we used as a farm truck for the majority of the time we were there. Um, it it was a it was a great vehicle. I would I would highly suggest them, and they really felt like they were built to be worked on in the field. You can call me. You can call me a lesbian all you want. I am a full-blown lesbian. I love a Subaru. I love it. And my wife, she really played the part, too. We had a picture of Corey in um, in full-blown uh, full Subaru gear. Not logo gear, but she definitely looked like she needed to be driving a Subaru. Faux show. <laughs> you still got that picture, honey? Rewilder, the size minus the brake lines that run under the back seat. Yeah, I mean, just the engine stuff. Um, it was a weird, it was a weird deal with the 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 oil filter was very easy. Um, the oil filter was very easy. The engine compartment seemed pretty, pretty spacious to where you could get in and work on it. Uh, the, 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 the seals, the, um, the cylinder seals leaked, the rings leaked in it like fucking sieve. We actually carried, carried oil, uh, uh, a half case of oil in the fucking truck or in the Jeep or whatever the hell a station wagon. It was, what was that considered? It was a wagon. It was a wagon. Yeah, we had to carry it right in there. She were, we were putting oil in it like, like never even had to get the oil changed because we were just cycling through it so fast. And we asked the serve, we asked the place we took it. We we're like, hey, um, if we fix this, is it gonna happen again? They're like, Yeah, it's like a it's like a 40, 60 chance, yeah. <laughs> so <sighs> Michael Sparks says, I hate lesbian crap and subies. They're awesome cars. Hell, I know guys and lesbos that drive all kinds of cars. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I was surprised that the that they really dialed in on a, on a car brand. Like, I don't know. Are lesbians more active, like out in the woods and stuff? Or... I, I don't I never knew I never figured out where the correlation there was. Do they do a lot of um do sand dune buggy racing? Sorry about the um uh sorry about the earthquake there, guys. Oh 
Oh, Corey, Corey says it's their love of animals. Like, lesbians love animals more than other people, and Subarus help them love animals? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> One Take Record says it's the safety marketing. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, I, yeah, I just had, I tripped out all afternoon thinking about AI and uh, AI and fast food restaurants and how that spirals out into everyday, um, everyday Walmart, everyday Home Depot, any, any public entity store that's big enough to have the, the resources to install these systems. It's going to happen. Walmart, Walmart will soon not give a shit if you steal something because the next time you walk into that store you just won't be allowed in the door your faces are already being scanned there when we did the whole mask thing yeah that was a really cool thing you know when they had the mask and finally iphone came out with this savior program that we didn't have to pull our mask down and it still recognized our faces or your faces I didn't I don't use an iPhone or wear a mask. I didn't give a shit. <coughs> oh god. Um yeah, that was so they could perfect that technology where they could facial scan with mask on. So even if you go into Walmart and you got a mask on and you're real all sneaky and you steal a bunch of shit and now you walk out the door and you're you haven't paid for all the stuff that you picked up and it goes Yep. Walk in the store next time you just Done. Corey says you got to wear ski goggles and ski mask to get past it now. Uh, Backwoods Butcher with a, with a real zinger here. If you like this kind of stuff, you're going to want to tune in for his uh, his live streams on TikTok. He, uh, he cuts up. He plays with his meat on live video. He said, the Subarus align with lesbians because they're all out there bushwhacking. And then he thought it was such a solid joke. He had to follow up with, uh, uh, see what I did there. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Michael Sparks is wondering if, if, if there are bushes anymore. I think there's a revitalization back to the 70s. Everything goes in cycles, remember? Everything goes in cycles. We go we go 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. And now we're going back to the 70s. I don't know, guy. I, I don't know, Michael. I haven't been checking out any bushes lately. <laughs> I don't have a I don't have a, a lot of opportunity to be out um out whacking around in the bushes been 15 years since i <laughs> jesus where is this going oh got about 10 minutes left <laughs> got about 10 minutes left here 12 minutes i guess um we've been watching alone uh kyle kyle's um attempting to get on survivor Corey and I went, and as good friends do, we tried to educate ourselves with what Kyle is uh, attempting to do. We wanted to be in the loop. We watched it way back in season one and two. You know, man, my internet might go out here pretty quick, guys, but we'll roll with it until if it happens to start getting really shitty, I'll just shut it for the day. But anyway, Kyle, uh, we wanted to be supportive of Kyle and his uh, his dreams. So we wanted to be familiar with the show if you happen to get on it because it's in season 46, I think, something like that. So it's changed probably a little bit since season one back when I watched it. So we have Amazon Prime. We pulled it up. We searched for Survivor and, and there's some seasons on there for free. There's some seasons. Um, there were um, There were some seasons for free. So we watched them. We got familiarized with what's going on as much as we could. We could only get into the 20s. I wasn't going to pay for another service to, to watch old episodes of Survivor. I will promise if Kyle gets on Survivor, I will pay for whatever I have to to watch it. 
uh, to to watch my friend on on the show. But anyway, we 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 watched all the available free survivors. It was only like four or five seasons. And when you when you can sit down and watch an episode in like 35 minutes or whatever, it goes pretty quick. Um, so holy crap, it's getting rough out. Uh, so once we got done with Survivor, I was like, you know, this is our evening time. This is the time we relax and and hang out. I, I'm I'm kind of digging the the reality TV, the reality live TV. Uh, everything okay? Okay. And so we started searching for something else on on uh, Amazon. Hey, 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 anybody here? Anybody still here? Anybody still here? Testing, one, two, three. Testing, one, two, three. <laughs> uh, I have no idea if anybody say, hey, Hunter, you're still here. Yeah, that was a complete, uh, complete blackout of the internet. Completely stopped. Uh, it was spinning. It was spinning, and then it completely just went black. Uh, and said it can't load the site. So that was a complete, uh, complete blackout. Whew, it is bad. It is bad out. And um, yeah, I think before I get cut off again, do you think it's going to go out again? Or you said it was one little line? All right, let's talk for five minutes. Let's talk for five minutes. Um, so we started watching Alone. And I've been, I've been watching it differently i've been watching it um not as like entertainment i've been really thinking about what these people are going through and since i've been really thinking about my life um my life a lot as far as reading the daily stoic trying to change focus, trying to step away from all the distractions and the bullshit that comes with life in general when you when you buy into all this crap. I've been thinking about what these people are going through and experiencing when they're by themselves in a survival situation. And not, not necessarily when they get there and the struggle to get set up and the, and the, um, the initial surviving the people that bow out like right away, I'm like, haha, that's entertainment. Once it gets to day three or four and these guys, they have shelters, they have, um, they're not, they're not exposed to the elements. They have the basics food, a little bit of food. They found water, they have shelter. That's when it got interesting for me. 
and what these guys think about. And you look at the different attitudes of the people that are participating and you look at the different people that are doing better or worse and handling it better and handling it worse. And the things that they say, and not necessarily the words that they say, but the things that they mean. Um, and one of the one of the things I've had on a list to talk about, and this is going to go more into another show, I'm sure, because we only got a few minutes left. But something that's been on my list for a long time that I want to think about, and or I've been thinking about, is why we're so busy as i guess americans as canadians as first first world country people tiktok uh one take record says survival is the best multifaceted tick or uh, survivor's trash in my opinion is i mean it's a great it's a game it's a game for sure um but something that's been on my list, and I, I, I've really, I've, I've contemplated it a long time because I want to thoroughly explore it before I talk about it, is why the fuck we're so busy. I'm not. I mean, I am. I'm, I, I, I have more to do than I ever want to, but it's by choice. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people... See, One Take Records, I'll get to that in just a second. Um, I think a lot of people feel that they have to be. I think especially with kids, that this world has just basically globbed on to parents and said, you're a horrible parent if you don't have your kids running in 18 different directions and doing 42 different activities. Um, if, if you don't have them in everything possible and exposing them to every possibility to be every professional that they ever could think of, you're a horrible parent. <laughs> I don't know. We talk to people that we know that have kids, whether it be my in-laws, my sister, acquaintances or whatever. And I hear the stuff they do, and I am exhausted just listening to it. Like, why? Like, I remember when I was a kid, we did stuff. I played sports. But it was like a few hours a day, maybe, for a season. You didn't have the kid playing one sport, doing this activity on top of this activity and scheduling. And, oh, God forbid you have two kids and they're in two different things at once and you've got both parents going two different directions. Is this the way to break down the family when the family stays together? There's always been this, there's always been this theory that the divorce, the whole divorce thing, the single parent, the the uh, broken families has been a ploy to really break down the fabric. Is this the way to distract the nuclear family to keep them moving in so many directions? So they aren't families anymore. They're not spending time. Maybe. I don't know. I want to hit on this point about uh, alone here real quick. Um, TikTok or uh, one take record says people think mastering just sitting is silly. It's not. Okay. Um, mastering sitting is a skill in itself, for sure. For sure. The one thing I noticed is the people that understand why they're there and understand they're in it for the long haul, don't just sit to wait it out. They transition very quickly into living where they're at and the guys that talk about survival versus thriving versus uh long-term living the the theories of survivalists is to survive until you can be rescued the the theory of like seer training the the theories of 72 hour bag that that stuff 
So once we get past the the that training, the survivalist training, we get into day three, day four, the monotony of, uh, like Brian said, do I spend my calories to do something productive or will I not have calories tomorrow? So people that get systems in place to provide themselves with calories, that understand that they can find food, they can forage for food, uh, that they're they're adapting to their surroundings and living in them instead of just surviving in them, they have the extra energy and calories to burn on giving things up or to, to getting things to, to do. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know what giving things up was. Um they they find things to do uh the guy in seasons one i think his name was lucas like he built a fucking banjo or a ukulele or whatever it was just a two two string musical instrument um it feels like the people that do well entertain themselves in one way or another they understand their limits they understand their boundaries they work on um they build boats Someone that builds a boat isn't doing it to survive. Someone that builds a boat is there to do it long term. And it amazes me the people that figure this out and then they're done because they figured it out. I could be here forever because I figured out how to live in this place. Now I need to go figure out how to live where I was and thrive the way I am here with nothing moving on to someplace where I have abundance of resources and I felt like I was stuck in a hamster wheel. I think that's eye-opening. And I don't think a lot of people dig into the show that far. And there's other things I've taken from it. I'm, I, I, I still have to get my thoughts together on it. This is just like a, a flyby. Uh, that really tied into why are we so fucking busy. But I think once they realize that I'm living, this is indefinite. There's no point to be there. It's a game show. I think that the money stops mattering. I think the people that do best in that aren't thinking about winning the money. I think they're thinking about setting up being able to live. And once they get there, it's, Okay, I can wait. I think the dude that won season one when they they showed up and he's like, really? Really? What? I won? Like, he was there. He was there for the long haul. Jim says, when, I, when they start talking about missing their family, I know they were quitting soon. Very true. We'll talk about that at some point, too. Um, yeah. Holy, I've only been, I think we're in back in season two again. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm going to keep watching it. I think it's a valuable show. I think I think that a lot of people miss miss a, a lot of opportunity to take a lot of wisdom from that show, even more than just um, survival skills. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Good morning, John Palmer. Thanks for swinging in. Uh, I appreciate you being here, but I'm going to wrap it up here real quick and uh, let you guys know that, um, yeah, it's Wednesday got another two days i gotta head out to uh do laundry and groceries as soon as this nasty weather passes it sounds like it's letting up right now so uh it's gonna be a good day it's going to be a good day and i uh i uh i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it so feeling better i think i did have a little bit of funk uh last week and uh, getting out to tim's and and working and uh sweating and i think i'm i'm, I'm definitely feeling better so that's exciting Anyway, guys, I appreciate everyone listening. If you enjoyed the show, it's always free to hit the like. It's always free to share with a friend. It's always free to ask them to subscribe or subscribe to yourself. Uh, to return value for value, please consider joining one of the YouTube membership tiers. I've recently started releasing all my videos immediately to the membership tiers and then scheduling the public release out whenever they fall into line. Um, and they're stacked up right now through the week. So yeah, that's a benefit. Other than that, uh, if you guys, if there are benefits that you would like to see that would uh, that would persuade you to join a membership tier, 
let me know. Let me know. And uh, we'll see what we can do about that. Otherwise, uh, you can listen on any value for value platform like Podverse or Fountain.fm. You can visit thelotsproject.com to find out more information about me or find all my links, uh, partner programs, discount codes, blah, 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 all of that stuff. And the shop is there where you can get all your com free and consulting and all of that stuff. Other than that, guys, I hope you enjoy your hump day. I hope you make it through. And uh, man, we'll see you later uh, tomorrow on the downside of the week. We'll head into Thursday, Friday, and then the weekend. Have an awesome day, guys, and we'll talk to you later.